You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. So tonight, I want to challenge you that from this point forward, everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice, that the cross is a symbol of abundant life. Say abundant. Abundant. An abundant life. Abundant life. First verse I want to pop in here is John 10.10. 10. Remember we talked about a few weeks ago that there's polarities. Polarities is there's one, there, when there's up, there's down. When there's, when there's right, there's left. That there's always a good and there's an evil. Well, here's the polarity. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. My friends, that is a scripture we need to lock into our hearts immediately. Because people think, oh, well, if I, Jesus, you know, he came to judge and he came to tell me to live my life, you know, this way and that way. No, 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 no. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So if you're not living the abundant life, you're not living the life that Jesus came to give. If you're saying, well, I'm only living partially, but I love Jesus, then my friends, you're not living to the fullest potential that you can. Let me tell you a story. There's this young family, there's this lovely family from way, way, way back in the days, I think like the early 1900s, and they were in like Europe and something was going on over there, and they were they got they were so blessed. Father said, "You know what? I'm going to get us a ticket to go on a ship to go to America and start a new life." So they packed up their bags and they hopped on this boat, and they said, "We're going to live life to the full, and we're going to go into America, America." So they packed up the bags and went into the boat. They said the captain says, "Of a 15-day journey." So they were in this boat, and they packed cheese and crackers, just enough for them to just nibble and eat, because that's all they could afford. They were really saving their money for their life in America. They, they, they bought the fare to go out to America. And what happened is, they were nibbling on this food. Every single night, they would hear in the hallway of the ship, young kids and families giggling, laughing, on their way to the dining hall, to the banquet room. And the kids would say, Daddy, why can't we be like that? No, daughter, child, son. We're going to eat our crackers, our cheese, and we're going to be happy. We're going to live because this is what we can afford. We can't afford to eat there. And so they would keep doing it every single night. Day 14, the last night of the cruise, of the cruise of America, the captain announced, says, this is the last night. By tomorrow morning, we will hit land, and we will be in America. They were so ecstatic and so excited. The dad says, you know, to the wife, goes, I think we have enough money. So go ahead and splurge one night. Just celebrate that we're finally in America. We're going to eat good, and we'll tell the kids we'll surprise them. Cheese and crackers, you know, as delicious as it sounds, every single night for 14, 15 days. So they said, kids, pack, 
get dressed and go into the banquet hall. Oh, goody! You know? Then the kids and the, the family goes to the dining hall, the banquet room, and says to the, to the host, and says, Hi, table for four, please. By the way, before you see this, how much is this meal? Just want to make sure. Because they were looking around, and there was a hot buffet of two lines, and they had a cold buffet, and they had fountain drinks, and then they had butlers coming around serving people, and they were looking around just all in awe. And having seen such beautiful linens and, and the table set to the point where the little daughter cried. She's like, oh my gosh, so happy. I've been happy before to see food before too. <laughs> so they went over and so the dad says to the host, before you see us, how much is the cost of the food? The host opened up her eyes so wide and called over one of the, the major D, the, the one of the other hosts, and says, and says, sir. Are you telling me your family hasn't been eating here every single night? He goes, no, we can't afford it. So I'm kind of worried, how much is it? He goes, sir, did you know that the cost of boarding the ship included the all-you-can-eat buffet, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, room service, and all. And the dad seriously was dumbfounded. I want to propose to you that you and I are living our lives like that. That we have this gift of Jesus. That Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. But all you and I are doing is living off of cheese and crackers. Off the crumbs. So that's the reason why we come to church. To figure out what is the promises of God for me. Who is God for me? What is the purpose of all this? What is the abundant life? So that you and I cannot just be dying. We are living mediocre life when he gave us to give us. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. Do you guys get that? Yes. Say amen. amen. Good. So here's the thing. The, the cross is a symbol. The first point I have here is a cross is a symbol of a spirit life. A spirit life. Be all the verse here. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The cross came to give you and I everlasting life. My friends, here's the deal. One day, okay, I can't guarantee you're going to be successful. I can't guarantee that you're going to have all kinds of money. I can't guarantee you're going to get skinny and fit like me. I can't guarantee all that, but I can't. Oh, now you say you guys are laughing because of that, huh? but I can't say amen. Anyways, so here's the thing. But what I can guarantee is this. One day, you and I are going to die. Okay, that's a guarantee. I can stamp that, put a contract, whatever you need. But I can guarantee, I can't guarantee a lot, but I can guarantee that one day, you and I are going to die. But here's the thing. Many of us don't think about life after death. We just think, you know what, if it happens, it happens. Well, let's see, I believe in it. Like, you know, when I die, I'm going to go and be a plant. I'm going to be a donkey. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to come back. You know, whatever it may be. But when I, how I die, I just, if I die, I die. I'll be just dirt. They believe, some people believe, and that's fine. That's fine. But I say that for this person, I was roommates with this guy in, in college. He, he, he was, he was, Tell him, you know, I believe that one day everyone goes to heaven eventually. As long as you're a good person, you go to heaven. Oh, okay. 
So let me, let me add you something. So if you're right and I'm wrong, you go to heaven and so do I. He goes, absolutely. Great. Now let's propose a different way. What if you're wrong and I'm right? Then what happens is you go to hell and I go to heaven. And she's like, oh, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? I'm like, I call that insurance. Because if you really believe that, so does that make sense? I'm not trying to argue religion or whatever else, but Jesus did say that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one else can go to the Father but through me. So I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, our church is a little bit, you know, unique, right? To say the least. And so, you know, we've been talking and, 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 and masterminding ideas like, okay, when we actually get out there, what do we do when the news starts asking us questions and starts like hammering us all kinds of theology and this doctrine and all this other stuff? Like, how is how's our response going to be? And so we were just like, um, you know, we're, we're, gonna, we're masterminding how we're going to respond, how we're going to save this, how we're going to save that. But ultimately, we said this look, whether or not you agree with the way we do church and how we accept people in XYZ, Fact of the matter is, we believe in Jesus. And the Bible says that all you do is, as long as you believe in Jesus, whether you get baptized, you don't get baptized, whether you speak in tongues, you don't speak in tongues, whether you give to church, you don't give to church, whether you attend church, you don't attend church, as long as you believe in your heart, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. That's all that matters. And can I propose something to you? Do all your research all you want. But there are so many religions out there that have so many gods and so many deities. Everyone shared how to get to heaven. How to behave to get to heaven. Jesus is the only, only, only one that says, I am the way to heaven. All the other deities out there, I'm not rejecting them, Mohammed, Buddha, all those fun people, but all of them are all dead. Jesus is the only one that claims that has, hey, I'm back. YOLO, right? There's no YOLO for him. He's like, I'm back. You know, this was not twice. You know, so I posted something on my on my, my Facebook list. Oh, he's dead. And he goes, April Fools, I'm back. You know, and so, and that's what's amazing is that we're the only faith that believes that claims he rose from the dead, and he's still alive today. So keep that in mind. Is that all other religions will say, oh, "This is the way to heaven." Jesus is the only one that says, "I am the way to heaven." I am the way to heaven. Think about that. Read some research. So the cross, the first one is a symbol of a spirit life. The second one is a, is a symbol of a prosperous life. The cross is a symbol of a prosperous life. Jesus has come to give you prosperity. Oh, Stephen, time out. What are you talking about, Willis? John 10, 10, once again, the thief come, does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and to, they have it more abundantly. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Say prosper. Prosper. In all things. Say all. all. And be in health. And as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. There are three things in here. The first one is that you may prosper in all things. That's the first part. In all material things. Second one is be in health. If your body is sick, 
One of these days, we're going to have a prayer ministry that's all about healing. Getting the oil and laying hands on the sick and watching them get healed. So that's the second part. This first part is prosper all things physically, materially, and be in health. Health is your body as your soul prospers, which is your spirit man. So people who say, oh, he's talking about the spiritual prosperity, not material prosperity. Nah, that's what it says right here. There are three things. Prosper in all things, be in health, and that your soul prospers. So keep in mind this aspect is that salvation is the Greek word for zozo. Sozo, S-O-Z-O, is meaning saved, healed, delivered, and prosperous. My friends, if you want to argue about, oh, no, we're supposed to be poor so that, no, 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 no. The Bible is written by the richest people in the world. And you know the story of the, 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 um, the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan says, hey, take care of this person, put him in the inn, take care of him, I'll pay for the bill. And if you need more money, you need more materials, hey, don't worry, I'll cover the bill. How many of you guys know you cannot cover someone's bill unless you got some money? So that's the prosperity is God's idea. Keep that in mind. Prosperity is God's idea. That is the thing that we've got to figure out. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for who? For your sake. Say your sake. Your, your sake. sake. Yet for your sake he became poor that that you through his poverty might become rich. Again, I'm not trying to promote let's all go ahead and live lavish. I don't own a car, my friends. Okay? Uh, this shirt, I made my own shirt, you know, 14 bucks. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about lavishly. I'm talking about you may become rich so that you can then dominate in this world. Keep that in mind. We're going to do a whole series on finances, my friends. The moment you know and unlock the spiritual truth of finances in the Bible, your, your, your whole life will change and transform like never before. Because finances is a spiritual thing. And he's come to give you prosperity. You know, Jesus talked more about finances and stewardship more than faith, heaven, and hell combined. That's the truth. Look it up. Google it. Okay? <laughs> is that he talked more about finances, stewardship, and, and, and resources more than heaven, hell, and faith combined. Uh, they said two-thirds of his message was about material wealth. Think about that. So the first one is a spirit life. That's a symbol of the cross. The second one is a prosperous life. And the third one, my friends, is a free life. Say free life. Free life. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin, the cost of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, the cost of sin is death. Did you know that the originated sin of Adam and Eve, God says, do not eat in this tree, otherwise you shall surely die. Don't do this or you will die. It's not God will say, I will kill you, but say, if you do this, you're going to die. How many of you guys know if you touch a burning uh, uh, a fire, you're going to get hurt? So if my wife tells me, don't touch that. You're going to get burned. I, I touch myself. Ah, you burned me. No fool. You touched it yourself. I told you don't do it. So here's the thing. The wages of sin. God says, don't, don't eat this tree. Or don't eat this fruit. But these fools did anyways. They're defiant. So that was the first sin. And what happens is, 
Satan goes, ooh, hey, hey, you said if they eat of it, they're going to die. So guess what, man? Kill your own creation. Go for it. And that's where the first offering took place. God provided them the offering, the animal. And says, this will take place on that behalf. Because God doesn't lie. He doesn't lie. But the, the, the animal that was provided was provided for Adam. It says here, burn this as a burnt offering. That will die in your place. If I can turn it up here. Romans 6, 14. Because of Jesus, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. My friends, we are under this thing called grace. And I want to do a whole series next, next, next week or in you know, a few weeks coming up about grace. Is that when we understand what grace really means, here's what grace means. Grace means it's unmerited favor. Unmerited, which means you don't deserve it. You don't deserve this favor of God, but it's given to you freely. And this is what the whole, this whole church is built on. The grace of God. My friends, we cannot save ourselves. We're all screwed up. We're all sinners. But understand that when we say worthy is the Lamb, it's because we can't do it alone. We are flawed human beings. But just like with Adam, God provided the sacrifice so that Adam would not have to die. My friends, God has been chasing you. He's been yearning for you. But Stephen, what must I do for us, for me to, to live this life, you know, this abundant life that's, 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 that's eternal life, the, the spirit life, the prosper life, and the free life? What must I do? My friends, all you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. Last verse here, John 19, 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, this is his last words on the cross. How many of you guys know when someone's dying, the last words he says or she says is the most powerful word that people remember. The very last words that Jesus had said before he died on that cross, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished. So many churches will tell you, you have to do this, that, and the other. You must do this, you must do that. You must behave this way, you must act this way, you must pray this many times. Jesus says it right there and then. It is finished. So you're going to hear a lot from this church. The finished work of the cross. Meaning, wait, I am so screwed up. I just, I, I, I go home and I'm cursing at the cat. Like, I am, I, I'm just so screwed up. Jesus doesn't, the, Jesus took your place. Here's what grace is. Grace is, 
God is judge. Okay, people say, oh, how, how is God judging? But yet, he's still love. There's two sides of God. The judgment of God and the mercy of God. So he is a judge. He will judge mankind according to their lives. He will. But the Bible says that because you believe in Jesus and you've given yourself and you believe in the resurrected power of God, Jesus, he looks at you. He doesn't see all your sins. The Bible says he doesn't look at you as you. He looks at you as Jesus, who was sinless, who was perfect. So when he looks at Angela, he doesn't see the sins of Angela. He sees Jesus. He looks at Casey, looks at all of us. He looks at every single one of us and says, I don't see your anger problem. I don't see your addiction. I don't see your, 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 your pain. I don't see your... I see Jesus. But it all starts with believing in God. My friends, tonight, if you close your eyes, bow your heads. Tonight, on this Resurrection Sunday, if you say, you know what, Stephen, I, 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 you know, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, sure. But just say, you know what, Stephen, tonight, I am ready. I am ready to proclaim Jesus in my heart. To take my place. And I believe in that. If that's you, every eyes closed, every head bowed, just look at me. Just look at me. Hallelujah. So everyone under the sound of your voice, just, 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 just quietly pray this prayer with me out loud and say, Dear Jesus, I accept you in my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. That heaven is my home. God is my Father. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Guide my life to live abundantly. Thank you for your salvation and your free gift of grace. In Jesus' name. Now, if you pray that prayer, I want to talk to you. I have a gift for you. And we're going to give you this gift and help you in this walk with Jesus. Because my friends, again, you don't want to be that, that family that's living life not the full potential. Or barely eating good food because you didn't know. The Bible says, my people perish because lack of knowledge. And so that's the reason why I would love to encourage you. So, Shoot us a message, text the word Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, to the number 76626. I promise this week we'll start sending out videos, messages, and I would love to help you and partner with you in discovering all that God has for you, the abundant life. And I pray that we would now more look at the cross as a symbol of, of pain, but a symbol of prosperity, freedom, and a spiritual life. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.